0: what is going on next level yeah good to see all of you My name is Matt Keller. I'm the lead pastor here. Just want to welcome you to part two of our Circle Maker series. Super excited uh, that Mark Batterson, who you just saw there in the video, is going to be with us here in a few weeks. And just excited about all of us just taking our prayer uh, lives this year to a whole nother level. Just excited. And all of us have a holy anticipation uh, about what God wants to do, not just throughout the weeks of this series, but uh, throughout this entire new year. We're just excited about what God is up to here at Next Level Church and in the line of every single one of us who are part of this community of faith. Well, this is part two of our Circle Maker series, and uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I actually had a different message that I was going to share this weekend, and a couple of weeks ago as I was uh, on a prayer walk uh, in my neighborhood making some circles, uh, it, the Lord just just spoke to my heart and pressed on my heart that He had a different direction for me to go. And God redirected me and reminded me of a scripture in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, uh, where, it, where the disciple of Jesus asked him to teach them how to pray. Look, here's what it says. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And then look what he says just as John, who was another spiritual leader of the day, taught his disciples to pray. So the disciples, the, those who are following Jesus, he was their, their spiritual leader, he was their teacher, he was their rabbi, uh, and so these guys have dedicated their life to be like Jesus, be like their rabbi, to do what he does, all of that. And so they hear him praying one day, and the, his disciples come to him and they say, teach us to pray. But then here's what the, the, the Lord just revealed to my heart that I've never seen before. They didn't say, like, we hear you praying. They said, of course, teach us to pray like you pray, but... They point to a pattern throughout Scripture that's this, that spiritual leaders taught those who followed them, those who, who they were uh, influencing, those who they were responsible to teach, spiritual leaders taught their, uh, their disciples, their followers, those who they were responsible to teach and instruct, they taught them how to pray. And I've never seen that before in scripture, that there is this pattern throughout the entire New Testament of spiritual leaders teaching those that they feel responsible to influence how to pray. And so here's what I just felt impressed of the Lord a couple weeks ago to do, and I changed the message, and so here you go. It's this. The Lord spoke to me and said, Matt, I want you to teach the people of Next Level Church, those who are under your responsibility and your influence, to teach. I want you to teach them how you pray circles around your life. Now, of course, let me just say this. Let me go on record. Listen, I in no way, shape, or form am trying to claim at all that I got this whole prayer thing figured out. I mean, trust me, uh, this, this prayer thing uh, for me is as much of a work in progress for me as it is for you. But here's what I know, and I felt impressed with the Lord. The, the Lord spoke to me and said, Matt, I want you to teach our church just as if you were teaching a staff meeting. And so here's what we're going to do. We're just going to roll up our sleeves. We have a once a month uh, all staff meeting where we all get together and we just kind of dig deeper and just get after it a little bit. And so that's what we're going to do. So here you go. Welcome to staff meeting. We don't pay well, but we sure have a good time. And so in all our services this weekend, I'm just going to teach like we would teach our staff because I want to teach you how I pray circles, how I pray circles around my life. And uh, if you have your, your Bible there or even in your bulletin, you'll notice there are a whole bunch of, of Scripture references. We're going to jump around a lot. If you have your U version app on a smartphone or your tablet, uh, you might want to pull that up and, and, and because we, I just want you to be able to track with me on this. And if you have your Bible, I would love for you to turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 1, because we find there a letter that the Apostle Paul is writing to his disciple, his spiritual son in the faith, Timothy. So again, here's that pattern of a leader teaching someone under their care and influence Paul writes to Timothy and he says I urge you then first of all that petitions prayers intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness verse three this is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. The first little parenthetical thing I I would would share with all of us this weekend is this. Paul, this spiritual father in the faith, is teaching one of his disciples, Timothy, and he points out to him that there are different kinds of prayer. Did you catch that? In verse 1, he says, I urge you. He's not just, he's not asking him, he's not suggesting. Paul writes to Timothy, he says, I am begging you. I am urging you then. And then he starts to name these kinds of prayer. He says that, that petitions, where we kind of name off our list to God, prayers, Intercession, where we, uh, another place in the Bible, it says where we grab the horns of the altar, so to speak. Like, we just, we grab a hold of God and we, we just make a determination that we're not going to let go, like, like Mark refers to in the book of, of Honey, the circle maker, who kind of drew a circle in the sand and said, I'm not coming out until I see you move in this situation, God. Intercessions. And then he says, so he says, petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made. Isn't it interesting that the apostle Paul, that he, he delineates between how we pray and the times that we pray. In other words, he, he's basically insinuating there that there's a difference between praying over your meal and interceding, like setting aside time where you just dig into God. So, so there's a whole diff- different prayer between good Lord, good meat, good God, let's eat, and intercession and, and petition and prayer. And so what I want to talk about is for us this weekend, all of our services, is I want to talk about this idea of how you and I intercede. When we draw circles in our life, what does that look like? And I just simply want to share with you how I do that. And again, I don't know best. I don't have it all figured out. But I, I feel a responsibility of the Lord to share with every one of us who are part of Next Level Church this weekend how I do that. So if you want to write some notes down, I would love that. And and I just say this, true confession, um, this creating time to pray is hands down the hardest thing I do in my life, hands down. And for me, I try and carve in some designated times to, to pray circles around my life at least twice a week, at least twice. And, and here's, and I know some of you are like, oh, you're a pastor, <laughs> whatever, you're a staff member here's for me at least twice a week i want to carve in those spaces so for my my prow, i try as hard as i can two or a couple or a few times a week to just designate that time where i just dig in to god and again true confession here's the deal for me this is by far hands down the hardest thing that i do in my life Being up here speaking to a lot of people, this is not hard. I mean, it's nerve-wracking and it makes you want to vomit a little bit, uh, like every time. But it's not hard. Once all of the nerves go away, it's actually pretty fun. So, like leading an organization like ours, doing what we do across the like that's not that's those things aren't aren't nearly as hard as designating and just carving out, turning the the noise of the world off and designating time to just spend with me and Jesus. Hands down, the hardest thing that I do in my life. And here's why. Because there's a spiritual enemy of our soul. And I believe the devil will fight us, you guys. He will fight us tooth and nail to keep us distracted, to keep us busy, to keep us doing everything but getting into the presence of God, because the enemy of our souls understands that when you and I get into that place, that sweet spot of the presence of God, that is where true life change happens. That's where our life is changed. That's where the lives of those in our our care, those in our influence, that's where true life change happens. That's where the power is. That's how we change our world, is when we designate that time. And so listen, it will be the hardest thing that we do, but it, it's it is only the hardest thing we do because it's the most powerful thing that we can do. Getting alone, spending time with God. So, what does that look like for me? How do I pray circles around my life? Well, three main areas. Number one, <clears throat> excuse me. I always start by praying circles around my relationships. I pray circles around my relationships, and for me, that starts with myself. That I pray for myself. I pray circles around me. Whenever I get into one of those prayer zones, I always pray circles around myself. And here's why. Because my relationships will never be everything that God wants them to be if I'm not becoming everything God wants me to become. And so before I pray for anybody else in my world, I always circle myself in prayer. And for me, there are three prayers that I pray over myself. The first two I've been praying for over 20 years since I was a teenager. The first thing I always, if you want to write these down, the first thing I always pray over myself is wisdom. I always pray for wisdom. And my prayer is this, God, make me wise beyond my years. Make me wise beyond my years. And if you've been around Next Level for any period of time, then, then I'm sure you've picked up on this wisdom theme. Because here's why. Because according to the Bible, wisdom is, is the secret weapon of our lives. And so listen, pray for wisdom. Pray circles of wisdom around yourself. Proverbs chapter four, verse seven says it this way. It's Proverbs is the wisdom book, and look what it says, verse seven of of chapter four. Get wisdom. Get wisdom, though it costs you all you have. Get it. Get understanding. Man, if you want to gain wisdom, grow in wisdom, read the book of Proverbs. I love the fact that Proverbs has 31 chapters, and basically there's 31 days in a month. And if you read nothing else of Scripture, read that. I've been doing that, again, not perfectly, but off and on consistently for over 20 years. If you want to know how to get wisdom, though it costs you all you have, get it. Here's how you do it. Spend time in the word of God. Whatever the day of the month is, read, read that chapter of the book of Proverbs and over the course of years and decades, you'll start to grow and gain wisdom. I'm always praying wisdom around myself. Proverbs chapter eight, if, if you want to read it later, is such a beautiful a uh, uh, passage of scripture about wisdom, and here's why: because in, in the writer of Proverbs in chapter eight, basically um, makes wisdom speaks of wisdom in as a person. In other words, if wisdom was a person that you started hanging out with, here's all of the things that that person would add to your life. And I love it. You start to see all of these positive characteristics and attributes that wisdom adds to our life when we gain wisdom. So the first prayer I always pray over myself, and I have <clears throat> for two decades, is God. Give me wisdom. The second prayer is, God, find me trustworthy. Find me trustworthy. Here's why. Because in my business, in my world, in the world of ministry, our product is not widgets. Our product is people. And we serve a God who is more in love with people than we are. And so our prayer for 11 years now since we moved to Start Next Level Church has been, God, find us trustworthy. Here's why. Because we think we want our church to grow. We think we love people. Listen, imagine how much we love lost people being found by Jesus. God loves them infinitely more that God is more in love with lost people than we are. So if we want our church to grow, God wants our church to grow even more because at the end of the day, these aren't widgets. It's not, this is not houses in real estate. These are not cars. These are, but it is huge, people. It is huge. But it's, these are people. And God is madly in love with his people. And so our prayer for 10 and a half, 11 years now since the beginning of Next Level Church has been, God, find us trustworthy because when you can trust us with more, you will. Perhaps the thing going on in our life is not us waiting on God. Perhaps there are moments in time where God's actually waiting on us. So two prayers I pray, God, find, give me wisdom beyond my years. Number two, God, find me trustworthy. And the third prayer that I've added in over the last couple of years is, God, give me your favor. I pray circles of favor around my life. Here's why. Because as we study scripture, we discover that when the favor of God is upon us, we have everything we need to accomplish all that he's called us to be and to do. Look at Psalm chapter five, verse 12 says this. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. In other words, the favor of God is like a shield around us. Psalm chapter 90, verse 17. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. In other words, the psalmist here is is understanding something about the favor of God. And he's saying, God, if your favor is on us, then it is like a shield around me. It's a circle. It's a shield around me. When the favor of God's on us, he establishes the work of our hand. We have everything we need when the favor of God is on us to accomplish all that he's called us to be and to do in our lives. And so where do I start when I start to pray circles around my life? I start with myself. And the three prayers I pray consistently are, God, give me wisdom, find me trustworthy, and may your favor rest upon my hands. May all that I purpose in my heart to do be accomplished by your favor. So once I'm done circling prayers around myself, then the second thing I do is I pray uh, circles around relationships. And so I pray for those closest to me. I pray for my wife, and I circle that in prayer in our marriage. I pray for my kids, my boys, and I circle that. I pray for our team, our staff. I pray for their spouses and their kids. I pray circles around them. I pray for Unity. On our team, listen, the most powerful component of team, here you go, business leaders, ready? The most powerful component of our teams is unity because a team unified is capable of infinitely more than a team where there's disunity. And when I say unity, business leaders, I'm not talking about total consensus, only have yes men, nobody think a thought that I don't give you. That's not unity. That's robots. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is there's a power that comes when a team is unified. We don't have to agree on everything to be in unity. And so I pray circles of unity over our team. So I pray for myself first. I circle number two, those closest to me. Number three then, I circle those that we influence. I circle those that I influence. For us, we coach several pastors, a lot of pastors, over 150 pastors across the country. And we pray for them, and i pray circles over their churches. There was a, a season of time uh, when we were in our old house that w- I had a, an office upstairs, and I had a map of the United States on the wall in my office, and I don't have it up anymore just because we did away with my home office. Uh, but on that map of the United States, we, I literally had dots in every city where we had churches. And every Sunday morning when I would get up and pray over Next Level Church and what God wanted to do uh, in our church, I would, start, I would start in the East Coast because they got up first, and I would... I would I would lay my hands on that mat for five or six minutes and I would pray over every one of the churches that are under our influence and I would pray for them. So what does that look like for you? I don't know what that looks like, but who's under your influence? Maybe it's, it's your employees. Maybe it's coworkers, parents. It's your children or, or, uh, you know, the kids that they go to school with. Who is it that God has allowed us to influence in our life? Maybe it's our neighbors or, 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 or classmates. Pray circles around them. Here's what Paul said when he wrote to, to, uh, the church in Ephesus. Look, Ephesians chapter one, verse 16. He says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you remembering you in my prayers. Verse 17, I keep asking uh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you, look what he prays for them, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. In other words, watch this. Again, here's the pattern. Spiritual leader teaching those who are are under his care and influence, he's responsible for the church at Ephesus, teaching them how to pray. And he says, when I pray for you, those under my influence, I pray for two things, wisdom and the revelation that they could know Jesus better. Okay, what's the implications? What is it? what what, What about us? Imagine what God could do in our employees. Imagine what God could do in our neighborhoods. Imagine what God could do in our classes, teachers. Imagine what God could do if we just took this year and prayed two simple prayers over any and all people under our influence. Ready? The prayer of wisdom. God, make my employees wiser. And God... Give them a clearer revelation of who you are this year. Okay. Imagine what God could do this year in our workplaces, in our schools, in our neighborhoods, in our homes. Imagine what God is capable of doing. In those that we influence, if we simply begin to consistently circle them with two prayers, God, make them wise and make them see you more. Imagine what's possible. Man, we could see our workplaces turned upside down. We could see our neighborhoods, our homes, our schools transformed by the power of God. Why? Because people will start to make wiser decisions. Which, by the way, let's go back. To what Paul said originally, he said, pray these prayers for everybody, for kings, presidents, congressmen, senators, those in authority, mayors, councilmen and women, and all those in authority, he said. What if we started praying wisdom and revelation instead of condemnation and judgment? You're the staff, I'm just telling you how it is. So... I pray circles around relationships, myself, those closest to me, those under my influence. And then fourth, I pray for those in relationship that I'm in partnership with those that I'm in partnership with. For me, this is my publisher. This is our missionaries. This is organizations like Compassion International who are ministering to children uh, of the world. Who are those people that we're in in partnership with? Uh, For us, it's the ARC, the Association of Related Churches. That's a church planning organization that Sarah and I are privileged to serve on the lead team of. I circle those that I'm in partnership with. Here's what Paul said about that. Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. He said, I thank my God every time i remember you in all my prayers for all of you i always pray with joy look because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now paul prayed blessing over his partnerships so what does that look like for you who are you in partnership parents you know who you're in partnership with your kids teachers the administration of their schools, business people, maybe that's your distributors. Maybe that's your suppliers. Maybe, I, I don't know who, what that, your, uh, if you're in construction, maybe that's your contractors. Pray blessing over those partnerships. I'll tell you who you're in partnership with. You're in partnership with Next Level Church. If this is your home church, welcome, by the way. You're in partnership with us. Listen, this is that moment in time where I would ask you, humbly ask you to pray for us, pray with us over this partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. See that as a responsibility and a privilege. And Paul says a joy to pray over our partnership. So who do I circle? How do I pray circles around my life? Number one, I start by praying circles over my relationships. Number two, if you want to write this down, secondly then, I pray circles around opportunities. I pray circles around opportunities. And for me, I ask three questions. My first question that I ask is, what's ahead? What's ahead? When it comes to opportunities, those things in, in in the future out there, the first question I'm asking is, what's ahead? And so for me, I start to zoom forward in my calendar and in my mind, and I go, okay, I start praying circles around the next series after this one, and and I pr- start praying circles around Easter weekend and the tremendous opportunity of outreach that God's going to give us on Easter weekend to reach so many people. And then the series that we're launching the week after Easter, I've already started praying circles around which by the way it is going to be such an unbelievably ridiculously awesome series you're not going to believe it but i can't tell you (laughs) no really it's going to be great and don't be pestering the staff either what is what what what? No, no, no no everything in it's time people you just circle. You just circle. So for me, I'm looking at conferences that, that God's opened the door for us to speak at. And, and so I'm looking out into the future and saying, God, what's ahead? And I start to pray circles around those things. What's ahead? Number two, then I, I ask the question, what's possible? What's possible? And this is that moment in time for me as I circle my life in prayer that I start to to, to look long. This is where I pray circles around hopes and dreams and goals and big things that are on the horizon and that live in my heart, that live in my mind. And so I always ask the question, God, I want to pray circles around what's possible. And if I could just be so bold to say this, of late, I have been blown away at the prayers that God is challenging me to pray for us. Praying prayers that... (laughs) 10 and a half, 11 years ago when we started, I would have laughed in your face if you'd have said, someday you'll be praying those prayers. And when I look long and I say, God, what's possible? What could you want to do with Next Level Church and the voice you're giving us in our nation? I, I, I don't get, I'm not scared. I'm not afraid. I feel a, a tremendous responsibility because the Bible says that to whom much is given, much is required. In Next Level Church, I'm telling you, in coming days, I believe God is requiring much of us. He's making us responsible for much because I believe the message of, of Jesus Christ that he's entrusted with us as a church is not just to impact thousands of people here in Southwest Florida, but I believe it's to impact tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people across our nation, and eventually millions of people across the world. I believe that's what God's entrusted us with. And so when I get into one of those concentrated times of intercession and petition and prayer before the Lord, I pray circles around what's possible. So three questions I pray in terms of opportunities. What's ahead? What's possible? And then the third question, what's upon me? And this is where I kind of zoom back in and I say, okay, God, in the next week or so, what's coming? What are those meetings that I have that, that I want to circle in prayer? What are those opportunities, that, that, those decisions that have to be made this coming week on Thursday, I have an interview with the National uh, Magazine periodical Um, and I'm, you know, so I pray circles around that and God, give me the right words to say and the right sound bites and the right angle to say it so that uh, it can be understood accurately. And we can just help so many other churches with the issues that the magazine wants to talk to us about and what we've learned here. So, so I'm looking at that. So even for you, I I don't know what that will look like, but what are those immediate things in the next week that those decisions that need to be made, those, those, those meetings that you're going to have? I I don't know what that looks like, but I, I pray circles around what's ahead, what's possible, And number three, what's upon me? What's happening right now that I need to circle? So how do I pray circles around my life? Number one, I pray circles around relationships. Number two, I pray circles around opportunities. And then third, every time I come into this zone, it's kind of the template for me. Number three, I pray circles by listening. I pray circles around my life by listening. Every single time, and I've done this for over two decades in my life, that I get to this place where I've cleared my head, I've cleared my heart, I've made my uh, you know, petitions to the Lord, so to speak. I always pray the same prayer, always, always the same prayer for over two, two decades. God, I've made my request known to you now. Make your request known to me. I always pray the same prayer. Lord, I've been doing a lot of talking, but I'm gonna shut up now. And I want you to talk. See, prayer's not just a, a, a monologue, it's dialogue. It's a two-way street. And here's the thing, I believe the voice of God is very loud in our lives. The problem is, we allow the things of this world to get louder than it. And when you and I can carve in these moments in time where we say, Lord, I'm going to put away the phone, I'm going to turn off all of the noise, and I'm going to make all that go away so that I can hear your voice. And when we ask him to speak to us, I believe that the spirit of God is faithful. And so many times over the years, I've heard the Lord drop a word in my heart or in my mind, or I'll see an, in, an image or a picture in my mind. And uh, time after time after time, it's exactly the right word in due season, the Bible says, that I needed for a decision, for a moment, for clarity. Now, let me say this, uh, uh the spirit of God, uh, when he speaks to our hearts, will never speak anything that contradicts with the word of God. But see, the Bible, the word of God, this is God's first word to us. And so God will never drop something in our heart during one of these times of prayer that would contradict this book. In other words, for example, uh, and this kind of, forgive the crudity of the model, but here you go. God would never speak to us to kill someone because that contradicts the word of God. So, so, like, when you watch 2020 or something in one of those shows, and they're, they're, there's, like, a crazy person, and they're like, God told me to do it. No, he didn't. You're just crazy. Different spirit. Here's, here's the point. When we'll get quiet, when we'll calm our hearts, when we'll turn out the noise of the world, and we get alone with God, time and time again, he is faithful, and he will speak to us if we'll Listen. So, how do I pray circles around my life? This is how. I pray circles around my relationships. I pray circles around opportunities, and I pray circles by listening to the Lord. So, here's my hope. My hope is, this weekend, that as you hear this, my hope is that this can become a bit of a template for you. And let me just say this, by the way. uh, I I recognize that in your bulletin, Uh, there's not, we didn't have a lot of room to be able to put a lot of the detail of this. So we put the website, mattkelleronline.com, which is my website. Uh, If you'll go there, uh, there's a more detailed outline of what I talk through in all of our weekend services this week. If you'll go to Matt Keller online, uh, you can see that my hope is that you'll be able to download that process that, uh, we just, I, I just want to position you to be able to pray circles around your life in the most effective and powerful way possible. That's my hope. And let me just say, so, so here's the challenge. Ready? The challenge is this. I hope that this week, this week, you will carve in some time, perhaps like you never have before, to get alone and spend some time with Jesus like we've been talking about, to pray circles around your life. And when you do, let me just, let me just challenge us with this. Uh, a, a few tips on that. Number one, uh, try something new try something new. Listen, maybe you need to take a prayer walk. You've probably heard me, you know, mention that, you know, from time to time, to take prayer walks. I remember uh, when we moved here 11 years ago, I was working in a jewelry store in Cape Coral, and I got an hour for lunch. Uh, break. And so I remember like at 12 o'clock, man, I was like, see ya, I'll be back in an hour. And I would go out and I'd jump in my car and I'd take my little sack lunch and I'd drive around the backside of the mall where this jewelry store was. And I would park my car and I would eat my sandwich as fast as I could. And then I would get out and I would just literally, I would walk in circles on the parking lot. And I'm sure there were people in there who were like, call security, what's with the crazy guy? Nothing. I was just praying because I was desperate for God. And I just need, I remember coming back one time and one of the guys I worked with, he looked at me he goes, where you go every day? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> just going out there. Try something new, man. maybe you need to take a prayer walk. I pray over a prayer walk in my neighborhood from time to time. I come to the church and I pray. If you go all the way around the perimeter of our 10 acres, it's exactly a half mile. And it's like, well, that's a good workout. So there you go. You know, I don't know. Maybe try, turn on some worship music. Maybe pray circles in your, in your bedroom or in your office. I I don't know. And here's a, so here's a little second tip. Okay. Don't worry about it feeling awkward or weird. It's okay. Guess what? But man, it feels so weird. Great. You're normal. That's okay. I feel like I'm talking to the ceiling. Prayer is like a muscle. The more you exercise it, the more you stretch it, the bigger it'll get. The better it feels, the more natural it will feel. And, And let me just say this, no matter what, no matter what, hear me, don't give up. Don't give up. Why? Because the God of the universe, think of this, the God of the universe gave you and I a vehicle By which we can be in close, one-on-one, intimate community, communion with him. That's why it feels awkward. That's why it's so hard. That's why the devil fights against it. That's why. So listen, listen. You don't need a priest. You don't need a a prayer necklace or a bracelet or a token. Listen, we have been given as God's children, a hotline access to God. But it's up to us to activate it. It's up to us to shut out the noise of the world, separate ourselves and get alone and spray circles around our life with him. And God promises us that when we'll do that, he will meet with us. That's the power we've been given through this thing called prayer so. Come on. Come on. Imagine with me for a second. Imagine what's possible when you and I begin to pray circles around our life like that. Think of what God could want to do this year. It should blow our minds. Let's pray together. God, thank you. Thank you that this weekend, we can just have a practical down-to-earth explanation of of one guy's way to seek you. And so, Lord, I pray that so many of us that are here this weekend in our church, that are that are here in one of our services, maybe that are in an overflow uh, room right now, maybe someone who's listening online or watching online or, or in some other environment, God, I just pray for every single one of us who are being uh, challenged by this message this week, would just do the hard work, the courageous work of carving in a few minutes of our day to pray circles around our life. God, I pray you just give us boldness, Lord, that, that our intimacy with you would just go to a whole nother level, Lord. We can't imagine what's possible in our schools, in our cities, in our businesses, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our world. We can't even begin to imagine or think what's possible when each one of us started praying circles around our life like that. God, thank you for this vehicle you've given us called prayer. We are honored. May we use it for your glory and for others' benefit. And all who agreed said, amen.